Welcome back, you guys. You are listening to episode number 10 of this podcast, which will wrap it up for the first season. And I am super excited for you to listen to this one because out of all the topics that we've discussed throughout the podcast, this is honestly the one that I feel is the most recent in terms of my experience. Today, we are talking about the elephant in the room, you guys. That feeling of exhaustion and negativity maybe low productivity that, yes, it often happens to people who work in healthcare, but that can actually happen to anyone in any field, in any aspect of their life. You know, maybe you haven't joined the workforce yet, maybe you're still in school. You can also feel this way, and this is called burnout. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Welcome to the making of a physician assistant, a podcast created for all PA rising stars. I'm your host, Gabby DeVita, a family medicine PA, passionate about sharing my own experiences with hopes that someone else will benefit from what I've learned in the process of becoming a PA while navigating the ups and downs of life. Each episode, you'll hear from me and our amazing guests as we share valuable tips, tools, and experiences all related to a career as a PA and life in and out of the job. I'm on a mission to help you become and thrive as a physician assistant and create the work-life balance we all aspire for. So if you're ready, join me in the making of a physician assistant. get into the nitty-gritty of this episode and you know kind of the meat and potatoes of the episode I just want to say something you guys I thought so long about which topic I wanted to include in this episode and make sure it went out on the first season and I was trying to decide between a couple different options and I thought you know what I'm just gonna change it because The main reason that I created this podcast in the first place was to share my experience in hopes of helping other people who might be going through the same thing and as a way to inspire you and motivate you to keep going after your dreams and after the goal of becoming a PA while kind of having fun in your life. But, you know, lately I have been feeling so exhausted and I realized that I am getting burned out. And I, at first, didn't want to accept it because in my mind, it's like, I have only been a PA for one year. How can I be feeling burnout right now? But you guys, it's inevitable. And we are going through a pandemic and I'm a new grad. I'm also pregnant. I have a lot of hormones. There's a lot of things going on. And there's nothing wrong, I don't think, (laughs) with feeling burnout. I think it's natural um we know a lot of healthcare workers people that you know are in the field in the profession of helping other people feel this way pretty often and this year this more than a year now going on to two years in march with the pandemic it has affected our life in so many ways And there's a reason why they're calling 2021 the year of the Great Resignation. 
People are quitting their jobs like no other time before, especially people in healthcare and those between 30 and 45 years old. And I thought, you know what, I need to talk about this because I like transparency. I like to share my experiences because from social media, everything looks like a highlight reel and it's just not that way. So let's get down to it. And first of all, let's address what burnout is and what it's not also. Okay, so I feel like I need to give you a little bit of background because the term burnout, it's not something new. This is not something that first started, you know, in 2020 with the pandemic, not even in the 2000s. Like this actually goes back to maybe the 1970s or so is what I could find. And at that time, a psychologist used it first to explain the feeling and maybe the consequences of high stress for people that were working in what he called a helping profession. So like healthcare and doctors and nurses feeling exhausted and just unable to cope. So this has been, a, you know, a thing for a very long time. Today, it's not a medical condition, but I think it's interesting that it's actually included in the ICD-11. And if you are on rotations, if you're working already, you know the ICD-11, previously ICD-10, is... Um, it's called the International Classification of Diseases, and those are like diagnosis and things like that. Like I said, it's not a medical condition, but it's listed in there as a what they call an occupational phenomenon. But the point that I'm trying to get is that it's defined as a syndrome resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And they talk about three dimensions. So the first being feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Second is increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of cynicism related to the job. And number three, reduced professional efficacy. So raise your hand if you've ever felt like this, if you felt identified as I kind of described what burnout is. But I do want to add a little disclaimer here or a warning, if you will, regarding burnout and depression because some of the symptoms here can be present in both. And like I said, burnout is not a medical condition, but depression is and it needs to be treated properly. So the difference here would be that these feelings that we talked about, about um, when it comes to burnout are usually limited to work or maybe school. But outside of that, you feel like your life is okay. You can keep going. You are able to find joy outside of work. You're able to get up and do something fun. And your self-esteem is not truly affected outside of your efficacy at work. As opposed to depression, you guys. When we're worried about depression symptoms... It's because it affects more than your life as it relates to work or school. Meaning, somebody who is potentially dealing with depression might also feel hopeless, like their life is just not worth it anymore. They might have low self-esteem and maybe even thoughts of harming themselves. And there's a lot of other symptoms. So if any of this sounds familiar, please make sure you seek help and talk to your family, talk to friends a counselor, your doctor, you might need to start therapy, 
but please seek out help. I'm always available. If you need to talk to somebody, you can reach out via Instagram. So I just want you to be aware of the differences there. Burnout is limited to one aspect. So usually work or school, something like that. And depression, it goes beyond that. Okay, so back to just burnout. I honestly feel there's no better time for me to talk about it than now when I'm going through it like 100%. And I've known this for the past, or I felt this way for the past maybe month or two. And like in the, you know, in my previous burnout experience, which was through PA school, I knew something was going on. So I had to sit down and think about how I was feeling, try to figure out why I was feeling that way and go from there. So right now I'm just dealing with it. And so I want to share with you kind of the steps and what to do and how to deal with it, how to prevent it. So let me just tell you about PA school because I know a lot of you guys are either an undergrad and maybe you are a pre-PA or you are already in PA school and it's very common and yes, you are going to feel burnout too at some point. Like for me, that happened during didactic year, um, sometime halfway through didactic. So I remember very vividly, it's not like it was, you know, too long ago anyways, but it was a winter time and this was my second semester and I just felt so overwhelmed and exhausted from studying. Like I wasn't giving it my 100%, like maybe I did in the first semester. And that I judged by my grades mostly. So I just saw, not that my grades suffer a whole lot, but they were not as good as they had been. I didn't have that much motivation to study. I was finding everything was just hard. And so at that point, you know, the first thing I did was, okay, something is going on. Let me talk to my husband and then let me maybe talk to an advisor at school. And they both gave me a different perspective on things and it really helped. So my husband, who has been a huge support throughout this entire process, reminded me that this was only temporary. PA school, I knew coming in that it was going to be hard. But it was only going to be for about two years and I could do it. I could do hard things. He reminded me to not put so much pressure on myself and try to enjoy the journey because it's not just about the destination, right? So that was very helpful. Yes, I needed that reminder. This was only temporary and I was only a few months away from wrapping up didactic year and switching gears to clinical. So that was also something to look forward to. I also talked to my advisor at school and she offered another perspective. She said most of the students feel the same way at that point because different reasons. One, the weather is just crappy. It's not summer anymore. The topics that we were learning and the classes that we were taking in that semester were also heavier and more demanding. And so she just said, it's normal, you know, try to find something to help your mental health. And so for me at that point was journaling. So I started journaling a little bit more frequent and creating better boundaries between study time, leisure time, and making sure I absolutely scheduled me time. So time away from school, I'm not gonna worry about it. Let's just do something for fun. So this helped at that point and it helped a ton. 
Then in clinical year, a similar thing happened, but I honestly think that it was just because of the pandemic. I don't know that I would have felt the same way if the pandemic hadn't, you know, occurred because when you're on rotations, you're moving at a much faster pace and it's kind of hard to feel stuck because your environment, your rotation, your preceptor, everything is changing every four to five weeks, maybe six, depending on your school. And I think it keeps, you know, things a little bit more interesting. But anyways, for me, the pandemic hit halfway through the clinic, my clinical year. And at that point, rotations were put on hold. We were sent home. We didn't know when we would go back, how far graduation would be pushed back. What about the job market? So that just created a huge sense of insecurity and it took away any motivation I had to study. I was supposed, you know, we were supposed to go from seeing patients and learning in person to doing online case studies and just learning with the computer and like a fake patient. That just, that was not working for me. So I honestly, I lost all motivation to study. So I just wanted to do more house projects, have fun with my workouts, Marley, my husband, try new recipes, you know. And at this point, guess what I did again? I talked to my advisor and her advice at that point was pretty interesting. She suggested I take a whole week break. Like what? (laughs) I was like, what? And, you know, she basically said, just stop, don't study, don't do anything related to school because now you are like stuck at home and the flow of things is different. You can't expect to just be home studying for eight hours a day, like if you were on a rotation or something like that. So she said, just put away all of your books, you know, focus on your house projects and, you know, the recipes and whatever stuff you wanted to do for fun. Um... And then come back to it and that should help kind of gain a little bit more energy and honestly you guys it did it helped a whole lot to get away from it get a mental break do other stuff and then come back to it Um, again this was only temporary and just kind of accepting the fact that yes even though it's temporary there's a lot of uncertainty and i don't know when i'm gonna go back to normal nobody knew at that point when we're gonna go back to normal Let's just accept it and deal with it the best way that we can now. So that brings us to the present. And at this point, I've been a PA in family medicine for one year, working as a new grad in or throughout the pandemic. And it has changed so much from when I started working to now. And I have been feeling very very fatigued very tired like it's kind of hard to find motivation to go to work every day and you know come back excited like maybe i did i don't know six months ago or something so that was just like a red flag for me and this time you know i knew again something was going on so the first thing i did was recognize that yes i am feeling burnout these are the symptoms Number two, I try to apply the things that I had in the past that had worked. So for example, vacations. And I had around the times a couple months ago when this all started for me, I had a few vacations planned. So I was like, okay, this is great. This is going to fix it. But guess what, you guys? It didn't. I came back from vacation. 
and I was still exhausted. Like I actually wanted to go back on more vacation. I didn't want to be at work. And so now I had to figure out something else. So the next thing was sit down and kind of put all the pieces together. What is really causing me to feel this way? Because if we don't get to the root cause, then you know, you're doing a disservice to yourself. So I sat down, I looked at my life and the changes happening in my personal life and then the things at work that maybe were bothering me and see if there was any overlap and then try to figure out from there, okay, these are the reasons, these are the causes, what can I do now? Can I change maybe my perspective? Is there anything that I can change? Or is it totally, you know, not up to me? Like, is this external? Is there something at work that I just can't change? And from there, once I realized what the cause of the issue was, then I was better able to do what needs to be done. And I think part of that is accepting it. Accepting for my personal situation that I have a lot of moving pieces right now and my life is about to change as we become parents. But two, that I have been working throughout a very hard time. Like the pandemic has been a huge change and I'm not seeing the same amount of patients that I was a year ago for several reasons. A year ago, I was a brand new grad and people were not going to the doctors because they were afraid that they were going to catch COVID. Now I'm seeing more patients because my comfort level has increased. I have a little bit more experience. I kind of know what I'm doing. And now we're also seeing a lot more patients daily because they are starting to come to the doctor, which is a good thing. But then that means that all of their chronic conditions that were not managed properly throughout the past year or two, now we have to catch up with that. And now I have to help them. So understanding why I feel this way and what is causing it, it helped me change the perspective and it helped me look at every day you know, kind of with a different view and a different mindset. And that's part of how you deal with burnout. You got to change your perspective. If you blame everybody else, but you, you know, you're not the problem is everything else around you. That's probably a red flag because I can guarantee you there are things that you can change. So from this, you guys, I just want to leave you now with a list of things that you can do to prevent and deal with burnout. Number one, talk to someone you trust about your struggles. And if you don't want to talk to your friends or your family, seek therapy. I always tell people, you don't have to have a medical diagnosis to go see a counselor and to benefit from it. If you are experiencing what sounds like burnout, you should go and talk to somebody and that includes therapy as an option. Number two, take care of your health regularly. Make sure you're eating well, that you're nourishing your body and that you are drinking plenty of water, that you're sleeping a good amount of hours, that you're exercising. Whatever exercising means, it doesn't have to be, you know, going to the gym or like lifting weights or doing some hit workout. Like it can just be a walk, 30 minutes every day, something like that. But to get you outside and breathe fresh air number three set boundaries at work don't bring work home i used to bring charts when i first started i would bring charts on friday and you know do them throughout the weekend i don't do that anymore you guys because that's just not 
beneficial for me, for my mental health, and for setting boundaries to prevent burnout. Number four, remember why you started or why you're doing what you're doing. Try to reframe how you see your job or school now and adjust your attitude because you got in this position for a reason and sometimes we kind of lose track of what that goal was or why we're doing this and a reminder always always helps number i forgot what number we're on but next one is practice affirmations positive affirmations every day journaling meditation something along these lines that will help the positivity and your mindset and help you move forward and again change that perspective next one is take time off make sure you are using your pay time off if you can if you're working and if you're not working but you're in school it's not like you can just say hey i'm gonna take a day off no i get it but you do have weekends you have a schedule for school so you just gotta make sure that you are also scheduling time to do other things that are fulfilling to you that seem fun and that do not involve the thing that is causing you stress and if you've done all of the above and nothing seems to change as far as how you feel then you know you might need to consider getting out of that environment so if this is work and it's a toxic work environment You may need to just quit that job and move somewhere else, you know, find another job. If it's school and you've realized that you just need to take a break, like maybe you need to take a gap year, or if you are in PA school, what if you need to quit? You guys, people quit PA school because they realize that it's not what they wanted to do or it's, you know, they have other things in their life that take priorities, like that is okay you gotta evaluate all of your options all the reasons but i just want you to know that you shouldn't run away from a problem just because it's the easiest option because again you might be doing yourself a disservice if you don't sit down and find the root cause so if you're feeling burnout i definitely hope that you were able to find ideas and ways to cope with it and deal with it and if you are not feeling this way then I hope this episode was good to kind of show you what it feels like and what it could look like and what things you can do to prevent it from happening because you guys I guarantee there's gonna come a point in your life when you could very well feel this way and the best thing is just to try to prevent it as much as possible So with this, I am going to close the episode and close the first season of the podcast. I hope you have learned something throughout this time together, throughout all of our interviews. I enjoy recording all of this so much and it would mean a lot to me if you can leave a, you know, five-star rating would be amazing. But anything that you feel like, your support is my number one motivation to bring more guests and more episodes. And I cannot wait for the next season of the podcast. All right, you guys, that is it for this week's episode of the making of a physician assistant. I hope you learned a thing or two today. And if you did and enjoyed listening, please subscribe, share and leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas for future topics. I'm your host, Gabby DeVita. You can find me on Instagram at it's Gabby the PA. In the meantime, thank you for listening. We will talk again next week.